Welcome to another episode of Stand Out But Please Fit In. So today is a very special episode and this is a topic that came from one of my audiences. So I got a message suggestion on Twitter about doing a podcast episode with a guest talking about coming out as a gay person in a workplace in Japan. So I don't have a friend who is gay or LGBTQ community in Japan, but I found a friend through another friend. So now he became my friend and today I'm going to be interviewing Pablo. He's going to tell me and you guys what it's like for a gay person living in Japan and as a foreigner and also what it's like to be in the LGBT community in Japan. So I'm excited to have Pablo as my guest and I learned a lot about LGBTQ community in Japan. So let's find out what he says. If you have any questions to me or Pablo, please leave a comment on my social media account and I do actually read all of you guys' comments and if you have any suggestions, I really do listen and try to find a good podcast episode. So I'm excited. Let's get started. Hi, Pablo. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. Thank and, you for having me. Yeah. Okay. So um, before we start talking about the main topics, um, let's um, talk about who you are to the audience and including myself too, because this is the first time we officially met too. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. And you can tell me about like where you're from and then why did you come to Japan or anything that you want to let the audience know? Okay. Uh, so uh, as again, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Pablo and I'm from Spain, from Barcelona. And uh, for most of my life, I've been a musical theater actor. Um, I've been performing for 15 years in around Spain, uh, France, and, and Japan. And of course, the first time I came to Japan was like everyone else. I was wanting to explore the culture, wanting to see the country. But as, as, like, as a living experience, the, my first uh, time here was five years ago. I came here under a artist visa to work in a, in a like amusement park about Spain in the south of Japan. And I was performing there for two years. And after that time, I, I kind of got the opportunity to explore and to see like the real Japan. Uh, and then I decided, hmm, perhaps I want to study something else related to the culture, to, you know, international relations. And, and then it's when I decided to move to to Tokyo, and then to enter university. So yeah, it's been three years. I'm on my last year of university, struggling to get all those credits <laughs> and, and to finish, but I, I like it so far. It's, it's, it's an adventure every day. Oh, nice. So wait, did you say you were working at the, the, the what is it, Parque España? Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. I've been there when I was a child. So I was, um, I was born in Japan and was raised in Japan. So I went there when I was a child. Would like to go there again one day. So, (laughs) oh, that's really cool. So you were living in Mia Prefecture for two years. Okay. Interesting. So you have lived in the countryside because I also lived in the countryside and I wanted to ask you, what Hmm. are the struggles that you had when you're living in Japan as a foreigner? Uh... I believe because I I've, I went I, I came previously to Japan for uh, like 
a short language course in Tokyo. So I was pretty much briefed or, or, or warned about what I was going to encounter. And also, we have to remember that because the park has been in, in, in Mie for so many years, the, the environment has also changed with it. Japanese people and, and, and people around are more used to foreigners, are, are not as surprised. Also, the company has, has, you know, kind of, at least the section that is in charge of, of foreigners has evolved and has become more open-minded. So, so it's easy to negotiate some of the cultural, you know, boundaries that we both have. But if, if you say like struggles, perhaps one of the biggest ones is how we make friends, how, how we negotiate those boundaries between, you know, Spain is a very, uh, open and energetic and passionate culture. So we give a lot and, 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 and we, we value our relationships into a very straightforward um, conversations or, or straightforward communication. So sometimes I, it was very difficult for me to break those walls and to really access friendships in a way that I was expecting to have. So that was one, one part, of course, we don't have to mention language. That's that's another chapter. And well, as as a gay as a gay man um, in Japan, living in the countryside, I I really had to do like an exercise of okay, uh, I've I've fought and I and I've struggled to get to the point where I am to be comfortable with my sexuality, being out of the closet. How do I negotiate that with a conservative country that I chose to come? So it, yeah, nobody forced me to come here. So how do I respect the host culture without harming myself? So that, that was perhaps the kind of like hardest thing to do in Japan. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So I think especially Japanese people, it's hard for them to open up to other people, not just because you're a foreigner, it's just even within themselves, they're a little bit difficult. They have to trust you yeah. <laughs> in order to understand, like have a, actually like a real conversation or deep conversation with them. So I did have that struggle. I still have that struggles even today too. And now that you brought up you being like a gay man in Japan. So let's talk mm. about the experience as a gay man in Japan. So um, before we start talking about Japan, itself. So I have few friends who are gay in other parts of the world. So I don't really have personal friends that are gay here. I did mm. kind of ask my friends, uh, what are the good questions to ask? Yes. <laughs> or what are you curious about? And I think this is coming from my friend. So I think every guy who's gay or part of the LGBTQ plus wants to know, like, what was it for you? when you came out or how was it? How did you feel hmm. just as in general, or even it could be just in Japan too. Um, I think for, I, I came out when I was uh, around 22. I was, I was previously dating a, a girl for two years. So, but I, I think if you, if, when we talk, for example, about uh, family or our closest uh, environment, I think like, Mothers and fathers, no matter how much you try to deny, they know. There's like the sixth sense of a mother that is like, well, son, 
you're not going to tell me anything that it's going to surprise me. So I came out to my to my mom first. Um, she she actually came to me and asked me like, "Are you? Do you like men? Are you are you hiding something from us?" And my first reaction, I think, because in that time Spain was still very conservative, was to say, "No, I'm bisexual," because you know you want to try. Do you want to try to tell your parents they're still a possibility that you will have the white wedding and there will be a woman in the family. But after like one second, I clicked and said, no, mom, sorry, I'm, I'm gay. I, I've been with, with a, a girl before, but I think it's because society was pushing me to do that. And that was good. My mom was very understanding. Of course, it's impossible to take away the surprise and the shock element. Nobody is expecting that. Um, I don't believe it's still normalized in, in our society. It's still something we have to work towards uh, achieving. And then uh, my dad, I believe men are a little bit more difficult. They, they are not as communicative or, 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 or like, how can I say, like flexible in that regard. So my dad, it took him a week uh, for him to like, you know, understand. And I remember he said three things that really marked me. He said, I don't like it. I don't understand it. And then I don't respect it. And it was when he said, I don't respect it, that I, 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 I saw it clearly. Like if I don't, if I don't like fix this right now, it's going to be the end. So I said, well, if you don't respect it, our relationship here is over. Cause I can give you as much time, I can give you as much understanding as you need, but you need to respect my who I am, my my because it, it's not a choice, it's something I I am. And then, you know, one week of tension, like endless silence when we were having lunch or, or dinner. But at the end he came and he said, you know, overall you're my son. I respect you and and I'll just give me time to understand. And I believe Every parent is not afraid of the concept of you being gay, of you dating a person from the same sex, is how your society or how people around you are going to harm you. And I think they are terrified. Every parent is terrified of not being able to protect their child. So I, 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 I believe that part of the... like. 90% of the fear comes from that. It's not so much like a religious or, or, or a moral conviction. It's like, how am I going to protect my child from all of this harm that it's coming on top of him or, or her? Yeah, thank you so much for, you know, sharing this story with us, hmm. especially because from the listener's perspective, I think it's always interesting to see how you had the courage to let your family and friends know about mm. you being gay. So when I was listening to what you're saying, I was really glad that your dad was able to understand one in one week was probably a toughest week for you, but yeah. <laughs> right. But it, it wasn't a fairy tale. Yeah. But one week I'm glad it was like everything became kind of normal. I think it was normal or like we able to understand in one week because some people mm. will take months or even years for parents to kind of or a lifetime yeah so I'm really happy that about that mm. okay so let's talk about um 
you being a gay man in Japan and what are the positive and negative experiences you had because you were gay? And it could、mm. be from your friends or it could be your work or even at school.、Mm. So I think it's, it's, it's important to stress that、um, because I've had other friends who came from other countries and they came out when they came to Japan because. Every time that you go to a new country, it's kind of a reset, it's a new start. So I, I think it's important to stress that difference that I already came out in my country. So there was a lot of work, personal work, that、I've, I already did. So I had strong convictions of who I was, what I wanted. And, and yeah, I came, I came to Japan. And then, as, as I said, I was working in, in, in the park. And I came here with the idea of like, Pablo, you come here to work, forget about romance, just, you know, experience. And just when you set your mind to just work, love comes in the middle of the way and hits you like a truck.、Um, so I started dating a, a Japanese man、uh, from work. And it was very challenging because inside of you, You already know that I am not doing anything wrong.、Uh, I'm just loving somebody. But because of this kind of、uh, conservative view that we were talking before, it makes you feel like you're not respecting. If, if you're like out and in everybody's you know, face and you, you're like very open, it, it, the culture makes you feel like you're disrespecting the country somehow, that you're not. Caring for your partner, that you're not taking your partner's background into consideration. So, I think that that was perhaps one of the biggest reasons why it didn't work out. And after like one year, the relationship didn't like didn't go on because I always tell people that love only it's not enough. We have to take many other, you know, cultural background, personality. So, it didn't work out. But If I could give somebody any advice or any, any kind of like feedback, is do you,、um, if you're gay and you're very、uh, flamboyant or, or you're very like open, try to know where and when. I mean, if you arrive to your office, just don't, you know, don't shout to everyone like, hi. It's like, you know, this is the office. But I think. If we want some change, if we want Japanese people to understand and to be aware, we need to show them that it's, it's just like, you know, straight, gay, it's, it's just another part of your personality. It doesn't really define who you are, it's not the only thing about you. So, yeah.、Um, anyways, yeah. So, as you mentioned, like, you know, like tips or like advice for people. People who are gay or LGBTQ, like what is something that Japan's kind of lacking or what they should do to try to include the LGBTQ community? I believe it is a big step, but in my experience and, and, and watching my, my country's perspective, I believe that what Japan needs the most is to legalize、uh, same sex marriage. Because sometimes we're talking about、uh, you know, countries like 
putting up measures or, or, or policies to help, you know, these minorities, these like, like, for example, the, the, the wage gap between men and women, how can we do? And I always say, you need to legislate. You need to put a law that clearly says there's no difference between straight people and gay people. You all have all of the rights. You all can access everything. And because that will give a platform of visibility, you will have gay couples, uh, uh, you will have lesbian couples, you will have, you know, transgender people. Oh, it will take away that negative label of you are different. You are not fitting in. You have to defend uh, your case in front of everyone. So I think perhaps that's one of the of the measures. And the other thing that I that I believe it's very very necessary. And I, perhaps, as you mentioned, studying in a in a university in Japan is they need to increase more critical thinking, more discussion, more. They need to to give information to young children instead of just telling them this is the way you do it. Go. This is the way you do it. Go. Let people explore and see that there's a lot of diversity and and differences around the world, and it's good or bad depending on the case, but most of it, it's just a way of like different styles of, 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 of life, of living. Yeah, that's something that I completely believe that too. It's, um, I think my, my, I personally think that once we have, especially people in our generation who are a little bit more familiar with foreign cultures and they want to get to know everybody. I'm hoping that Japan will start doing that once we have more people in our generation be able to mm. take control. But it's a, it's one step at a time, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, unfortunately. But um, so based on what I'm listening, it seems like you haven't had like a huge issue with you being gay in Japan. Mm. Maybe because you're surrounded by people who are a little bit more understanding, but obviously it's definitely not the case with the entire country because I feel like yes. more people do not know about the LGBT community. And especially mm. in Japan, what do you think they're something, do, do you think that people are a little bit more understanding or not really? Um. Perhaps this was my mistake, stereotyping Japan as conservative. And when I came here, my reality was the countryside. But as I mentioned, it was a countryside that was very influenced by foreigners. For 25 years, there were like a group of like 100 Spaniards coming to, to the area. So to say that I was in a fully Japanese environment is like, well, half and half. I haven't had any issue with me being gay beyond people being surprised or beyond even young people. I, I'm, I'm a university student. Some people were surprised to, hey, you're the first gay person I know. It's like, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not the first person you meet, but I'm the first person who openly admits that it's gay. So I, and also university atmosphere it's pretty more as you said young generation more understanding a lot of people from many from many countries and many places i don't know how the reality will be in a traditional japanese company based off what i've known from people 
it's not easy to come out. Um, it's very much like heteronormative. You have to be a man and a man is this. And if you have to be a lady, a lady is that. So I think it's it's very challenging in that regard. It's more of a social and and um, psychologically uh, uh, challenging because it's a lot of pressure on yourself. It's a lot of pressure of feeding in, which links into making friends and, and advancing in your career. But I would say that in other countries, you might not have that issue, but you might be assaulted in the street or you might be punched by someone. And that has nothing happened to me in Japan remotely close to to what my experience in Japan is. So in that regard, it's a very safe place to live. But socially, it's pretty challenging. Yeah, I've never heard of incidents in Japan where someone was assaulted because they were gay, which is yeah. super nice. I really like that. <laughs> but I think... That's probably because people are not as open. Yeah. And then I'm not, I don't know anybody in my office who are actually like coming out as, you know, gay. So it's nice to hear your, that because you are in that community. So you have some stories. So I'm really glad that you were able to actually share that with mm-hmm. this podcast today. So thank you. So, thank um, you. Let, yeah. So last question. And so you kind of touched on this earlier. So what, advice would you give to foreigners who are thinking about living in Japan, but they're part of the LGBT community? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, perhaps the first advice I would tell them is like, be aware of what area are you going to be living? Because your kind of like your strategy will depend based on if you're going to the countryside or if you're going to Tokyo, because if you're coming to Tokyo, pretty much you're going to have like free range and, and, and besides your office and, and that's going to be like very minimum, you're going to, you're going to be okay. There's, there's nothing like really challenging in your day-to-day lifestyle. As, as we said, if you want to marry someone, if it's like visa, of, when we talk about major stuff, yes, there are going to be some political or, or legal challenges at hand. And of course, some discrimination. For example, when you are looking for an apartment with your partner, I, I recently had that challenge where two of, of, the, of the people of, uh, said like, oh, no, you, no, not two men together. That's no, thank you. If you go to the countryside, I I would say like read read the air a little bit. Um, I know I know it's we shouldn't hide who we are, but try to be a little bit more. How can I say? It? Try to pace the amount of information or the don't hide it, but don't make it your presentation. Like, hi, my name, my, my, my name is Pablo, I'm gay. It's like, well, you wouldn't say that to a, in a normal situation. So, you, you know, take it easy. And besides that, I think that if, if you, as long as you're a kind person and you show them that being gay or being from the LGBTQ community, it's not going to define your relationship with them. You're, you are you. You have a whole background to offer. So as long as you you show them that, as long as you bring 
extra and, and you bring yourself, I don't think you shouldn't, I don't think you should have any problem. I love what you said last about be yourself. You know, it doesn't matter what you are or where you come from. I love Mm. that because it's exactly how it is. It doesn't have, you don't have to be, you know, LGBTQ. You don't, even though you're like a foreigner and it's just you able to be yourself without Mm. feeling uncomfortable. That's super important. So I really like that you've mentioned that. So anyways, yeah, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. I know. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm really glad I was able to talk to you. I know Mm. some of the listeners, I don't have so many, but they're excited. (laughs) They're probably excited to hear about this. And finally, Mm. I have another guest on my podcast. So anyways, yeah, thank you so much. Thank (laughs) you very much. Bye. What did you guys think about the interview with Pablo? So I know I learned a lot about being part of the LGBT community in Japan and as a foreigner. So I hope you feel the same as well. Anyway, so if you guys have any topics for me to discuss, please leave a comment on my social media account listed in the show notes. And I will see you next week. Bye! Bye!